Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So when you up later than what you need to be up, what are you, what are you normally doing? Tell the truth. What are you normally doing? On the phone? Mm-hmm. Social media interwebs, if you will. So I wanted to start that off because that's where I found myself last night. So pretty much was going through the rabbit hole of the interwebs, if you will, and came across one of those, you know, those five-minute craft videos. Oh, I love them. It is the most awesomest way to waste your time ever. I mean, seriously. You look, none of the stuff I'm ever going to do, but it's so fascinating the way you put the food there and, oh, how'd you make that out of that fabric? Never going to go to Michael's or any other store to replicate this at all. But to watch someone else do it in five minutes, it's just, <laughs> I don't know why that just tickles my heart so well. But this one was about fruit. And I was watching, uh, looks like the craft, the video was pretty much taking different fruits from different and putting them in different soils. And I learned a couple of things and I was like, man, gave me an entirely different perspective. That's why I called you. So this flow with me. So pretty much the pineapples and most of this information I took and I was like, let me look this stuff up, see if it's true. But, you know, or, or kind of make myself more agriculturally, uh, you know, pronounced, if you will. So the pineapple. Apparently, it grows its best between 68 to 77 Fahrenheit degrees, right? And they're planted alone. So that made me then go and look up, okay, so how long does it take for a pineapple to grow? Like, what's the, because I've never, you know, went to anyone's garden and was like, ooh, a pineapple. You know, you see your apples, you see your mangoes, you even see your oranges. I've never personally seen and maybe that's because I'm not in the climate but you get what I'm trying to say so I went to the interwebs again so this website called tropical permaculture um, dot com and it says that growing pineapples from the tops of shop uh, pretty much they take 24 months I'm sorry that's two years yes two years and even longer in colder climates and then other forms of pineapples, which I only thought there were one, so God bless you for even knowing if there was any other kind, um, takes 18 months, and, and the fewest or the least amount of time could be a year. So a whole year to get a pineapple. Did you know that they also grow when they do grow? It's one at a time. What you plant is what you get out. Follow me. I'm getting ready to go somewhere with this. Now, from the same craft video, um, some fruits grew in bushels, like the strawberries and, um, you know, any other other berries. And then others grew alone, like the pineapple. Now, the pineapple, because of the crown, again, when you plant it, you would think because the crown is so huge that, oh, okay, it's going to come up with this huge. No, no, no. It literally, what you put in the ground for the pineapple is what comes out of that. That just blew my mind because I don't know offhand, and I didn't look this up, but I don't know offhand of any other fruit or vegetable that you put one in and you only pull one out. But from watching that video, there was a certain amount of space that I seen that was specified for each fruit and all the kind of other fascinating things that I learned. But what really got my attention the most is each fruit 
required something different in order to grow. Some grew best in sunlight. Some did not require as much water as others. And I was just like, hmm, it led me to think, like, are we aware of the environments that help us grow the best? Have we forgotten that we are actually a seed and that the environments act as the soil? Like, are we aware of the environments of our relationships or, you know, anything else, the the intimate relationships, maybe family, friends, whatever? Are we aware of the relationships that actually stunt our personal growth? Are we aware of that? That maybe we're accepting, you know, somebody else's awesomeness and and not really paying attention to their soil and realizing, ooh, you're poisonous to my growth. Like, really take a moment. There are certain fruit that if overwatered will die. There are certain fruit that if exposed to too much sunlight will shrivel away. Are you aware of what conditions require for you to grow best? Imagine how powerful we would be if we knew exactly that, that we knew the best way to align our seed with whatever soil was being offered. Because essentially, if you think about it, seed is actually a reflection of growth as well. Like your God-given passion and your calling in life is the seed, right? It's, it's the thing that gives you a peace of mind that allows you to live in a state of abundance, even if you don't have the tangible items yet, right? So seed is just, it's the one thing that's keeping you connected to your purpose on, on life. But if we are unable to identify the soil that we place ourselves in, that can be the actual detriment to our seed, right? And so do you ever really think about like your jobs that you apply for that you're actually working at? Do you ever think to yourself, hmm, why is it that when I'm applying for a job all of a sudden, especially this day and age, they're requiring for you to take a personality test? Have you noticed that? Like even down at like fast food restaurants, some of them are like, okay, say such and such is um taking a pencil. Like they've moved away from that. Now it's on the realm of I work best in a fast paced rest um environment. I work best in you know you have to select the one that's you know most like you. And some of them are really tedious. Like set thirty minutes aside because you're gonna need to take you know this assessment. It's like assessment for what? But it has to be something there. If jobs are willing to put in a whole extra step to make sure, hey, before we hire you, we need to see if your seed will ben- benefit in this soil. You see what I'm saying? So if jobs are forcing us to do that kind of work on the front end. Maybe it's because we're not customized to doing it ourselves. Like seriously, imagine if we knew off back before we even applied for a job, the moment that this description says fast paced, I'm clicking off of it, I'm going somewhere else because I don't do well with fast paced environments. What if we knew off back, mm -mm, as soon as y'all start talking about deadlines and y'all can... I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to gracefully bow out. That's not going to be for me. I'm sorry. 
soon as you start talking about um, it's going to be mandatory overtime or an influx in your schedule or required travel time or may require some holidays, you just already know not going to work. Because I'm not putting down this spoonful of macaroni and cheese, yams and collard greens in November because you short staff. I'm not going to do it. I'm very sorry. I'm I'm not getting ready to open up um Christmas presents and then have to cross my fingers that my phone doesn't ring for y'all to tell me to come in. I'm not going to do it. What if we knew off that holidays mean too much for me to have to work on a holiday? I'm sorry. I'll work St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and give you some of this Easter, Good Friday, if you will. But yeah, New Year's count me out. You want me to de- you want me to develop a cough December thirtieth because I got you. My cough game is strong. You need me to go ahead and okay. Because but what if we really knew that offhand? Like what if we knew the moment that you identified that such and such is argumentative, judgmental? Hey, bruh, ma'am, you not you're not gonna help me thrive. That's not the soil I need. If every conversation got to feel like I'm getting ready to debate for my campaign of presidential, I'm not doing it. No, it's a reason why I'm not in politics. I don't plan on laying next to, speaking to, being best friends with someone that I got to feel like ding, 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 and we back in the ring again because I got to try to prove my point. And I'm not, that's exhausting. I'm not doing that. And you know what? As much as I want to stay best friends with you, as much as I want this relationship to continue to go on, if that part doesn't change, then I got to take my seat and go, I'm sorry. You know, friends who deplete you, that thing is, uh, that's a that's an earth sentence. You might, you might as well do time. I mean, seriously, you got to get to the point that you're like, yo, if you're not adding to me, you're depleting me. And I, I just, I can't. Looking at jobs again, jobs that stress you out. I'm sorry, you can't stress me more than you pay me, sir. <laughs> no, if you're going, your stress to pay ratio, yeah, we need that to be neck and neck if this is what y'all plan on doing because uh, I don't plan on dyeing my hair black or back to its original brunette color or what have you every other weekend because of the stress that y'all put me through. I'm not, mm-mm. I'm sorry. You know, neighborhoods that make me feel unsafe. Mm-mm. I don't care how low that rent or mortgage is. That's not helping me thrive. I do not want to look both ways like I'm crossing the street just to open my door, okay, to take out some garbage. I'm not doing it. I, I don't care. It ain't that much money to save in the world. I would rather ask such and such if I could sleep on your couch. I'm not doing it because that doesn't help me thrive. Did you know that there actually is a term, a medical term called failure to thrive? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? Okay, well, you know, I had to go ahead and give my Google because I didn't want to give you, you know, no cheesy kind of, I know what it is, but I wanted to give you the technical. You see what I'm saying? So I went to medlineplus.gov and failure to thrive is caused by medical problems or factors in a child's environment, such as abuse or neglect. There are many medical causes of failure to thrive. And it goes on to give you the different examples. But the key of that was the environment. The environment is not suitable for the child. So the child essentially just gives up. Health disintegrates. You see what I'm saying? The environment. So if environment is that imperative, 
for all of us from the very beginning, because we all have to, you know, get measured on that. Why do we think that it mysteriously changes as we grow and mature? Like, why do you not see that you act a different way or that you, you know, your spider senses, you know, your energy is kind of different around certain people, around certain places? You know, maybe you grew out of the stage of, I don't want a club. No, I don't want a lounge. I, I don't want a hookah. I don't want to do whatever is the brand new thing. I don't, I don't want to be in that crowd anymore. Maybe you more of, you know, a, a brunch, you know, day party kind of person. But you have to start paying attention to what your seed is, the messages your seed is giving off about the environments, the soil that you decided to be around. There are certain people you can pro- save yourself tremendous heartache, aggravation, and any other negative emotion if you pay more attention to the messages your inner seed sends you. Because your your the Holy Spirit will tell you, Mm-mm, don't trust such and such. And you'll try, but she's cool. But he, you know, he seems all right. And then, until something happens and then you're like, oh, I feel so stupid. Right. Because we're not listening. Again, we have to make sure that the planting, the seed, the soil, that is all playing a part. And we have to pay attention to all of that. So I really wanted to call you to challenge you to take a true assessment of the environments, whether it's in your life, um, personally, like home, you know, your personal relationships, your family, but we can extend it out to work and then recreational, then social, and then measure its impact on your seed. Is it depleting you or is it nurturing you? Is it stunning your growth or propelling you to grow? Because what we need to get to a point is realizing it may not even be you. You know, most of the time, I love that we're all humble in a sense, but most of the time we're looking at the wrong thing. You're thinking, you know, that old school thing, you know what? It's not you, it's me, right? No, sometimes it's very much you, very much so not me. It is a true, you know what? And I want to give you an example of this because this just came up. When my son was born, the very next day, they took, you know, whatever vitals and and blood work that they had to take, and they diagnosed me with hyperthyroidism. They were like, yeah, um, your thyroid thyroid is a little spiked. Um, We're going to go ahead and give you some medicine, and you'll be on it for about a year, and, you know, you should be okay after that. I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't really ask you know, get any particulars. They just say, hey, you're going to take this. That's how it's going to work out. Have a nice day. Um, knew someone else in my family that had it. And they were like, yeah, I took it. I had it in college. I took my medicine for about a year and it was done. Okay. I literally had that particular disease for over 12 years. I went to acupuncture. I went to, um, you know, the healing herbalist the natural medicinal route I stood on faith and stopped taking my medicine altogether and I did all these different things and did all these different decorations and got no change it was not until I moved I got into a new relationship with um my now husband that literally and this is how deep I want you to understand soil. 
at that point, I had taken medicine for so long that they were like, hey, we need to start weaning you off of this because you're on medicine that we only expected for you to be on for a little bit, like a couple, maybe a year, two max, and you've been on it a decade plus. And so we need to start weaning it off so that it's not, um, you know, messing with your liver and your kidneys or anything else like that. It was to the point that when I went to the thyroid doctor, he was also checking for my liver and my kidney to make sure things was good, and I had to take that kind of blood work. But he then was like, listen, you need to either – get it cut out or we need to do something radioactive. I need you to take the pill. I need you to go ahead and just do that. So I didn't want to look like I was being, you know, hugged from Edward Scissorhands. So I decided to take the radioactive pill, right? So went ahead and took that. Okay, so you're supposed to go into the hospital and sit in this room, swallow the pill, give it a little bit, stay away from people because you're radioactive. You got to make sure you're flushing the toilet. They give you all these lists of things to do, right? The aftercare. Did it the first time, came back from my follow-up. They were like, bruh, didn't work. It didn't work. It did not kill it. And my thyroid gland was so huge and so whatever that it was just like, I don't know. Okay, so maybe you need to do it a second time. I'm like, come on, big baby. Okay, so I'll go ahead and I'll do it a second time. Um, Went back a second time. They're like, bruh. Yeah, you need to do it again. I'm like, no, no, you're not going to just keep making me radioactive. I'm sorry. I'm not, you're not going to make me look, walk around looking alienated. Like, I'm sorry, she green. Just excuse me. I'm just on my second radioactive pill. You, you see what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, so at that time, and look how God just aligns stuff up when you're really trying to, okay, just God, what are you trying to tell me? You know, trying to align yourself with God. I had moved which made me almost an hour away from that particular thyroid doctor. And I was seeing him since I moved to Georgia. So, you know, you grow a kind of close relationship with your medical people. you like, listen, I'll drive to get my nails done, hair done, and my doctor. Those are things I, I will drive for, but I'll change grocery stores in a minute. I don't care nothing about being close to y'all, whatever, you know. But I was an hour and away from that thyroid doctor. And so it forced me to go see another doctor. He was also far, but he was closer to where I had moved to. So so I saw, I had a fresh set of eyes. So I told him, hey, he was like, you've been on this since 2003? I'm like, yes. He was like, ugh. And they, why did they make you go back and do it twice? And so he had all these questions. I'm like, sir, I don't know. You got the M and the D behind your name. I'm trying to, you know, just give me a minute here. So fast forward through all that. Changed my environment, changed my my doctor, shed literally several different relationships that was toxic. Mind you, and I'm not even going to try to be super spiritual. I didn't even know that it was happening. Like, I, I didn't make this decision like, okay, I'm getting ready to, you know, clean myself from the inside out. I just seen things. Once I moved to this new location, I had this super urge to change everything around me god just put it on my heart i don't want you to settle no more i don't want you dragging nothing into this season with you that was not supposed to come so i was just like okay so i'm cutting people off and hey you know some people i had to give the explanation to other people i just put them on the mighty block list like you know they're having a block party have a nice day and so then i meet my husband who now husband and my heart was safe with him and i didn't have that internal fight in me no more where I'm thinking that I'm safe and you got me looking stupid or 
I'm so enraged all the time because we're arguing and blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't have that anymore. So I think my body got a chance to kind of catch its breath. That for the first time in almost 13 years, my body can go and breathe. Because up until that point, I'm ripping, I'm running. You know, I have children. I'm trying to be head of household. You know, that's a lot within itself. I'm working stressful jobs. I got all this going on. So my body never got a chance to relax until I changed my environment, until God led me and I was obedient enough to change my environment. And I believe wholeheartedly that once I changed my external environment and that my husband nursed my internal organs, meaning my heart he gave me a peace I couldn't understand. That's how you know when something's of God. The peace that you just cannot explain that you like, I don't know, but this one is different. I, I don't, I can't put my, and I, and I know it, it hasn't been that long. And I know that y'all, but this one is, something's different about this. Do you know that within three months of courting my husband, God's way, literally, I was healed from thyroid disease. I no longer had hypothyroidism. I no longer had Graves' disease. And the doctor was just like, okay, uh, I don't understand. But I don't want you taking any of your pills. Because the caveat to taking that radioactive pill was that I would then have to take a pill for the rest of my life in lieu of a thyroid because the pill would have, you know, it was intended to take away the thyroid. So that would have, I would have been in need of a thyroid. So it's like, oh, okay, well, take this pill for the rest of your life. And I remember praying. I'm getting a little misty-eyed now because you never really see how it pieces together to the end. I remember praying, God, I'm too young to be slave to a pill for the rest of my life. You know, I'm not... I'm I'm not old where you have all the and that's my garlic pill and that you know I don't want to I don't want to do that, you know. God, Christ died a gruesome death on Calvary so that I can be free, and I want to pin thyroid disease to that cross. I don't want to deal with that, and you know. And I did. I said if Jesus could ask him, hey, if there's another way, if you can take this cup, but let that will be done. If Jesus could ask God that, then I wanted to ask the same thing. Do you know, fast forward three plus, four plus years later, check my thyroid every year, and they're like, perfecto. What it actually did, the first two radioactive pills, is it reduced my thyroid down to a normal size. Like, mind you, when people were talking to me, it looked like I had a tomato in my throat. That's how swollen and engorged my thyroid was. But something about re taking my seed and replanting it in different soil. And I wanted to distress the point of something awesome happens in the supernatural as well as the natural when you really identify what does not work for your seed. I had to identify I can no longer live in an apartment with a woman who smokes things that I don't smoke 
and it's coming through the vents. And so that was kind of getting to me. I can no longer carry everybody else and what their problems was and have friends that when they called me, it was just negative, negative, negative. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I want to hang up, but then I want to be the positive friend. Once I started really clipping that, once I started removing, once I made room for my husband to be the man in my life, once I made allowed God to just use me because that was a very, you know what, in hindsight, that was a very scary place for me. There was a new person coming to my life. I had trust issues. It was all these other different things going on with me. You know, with the thyroid kept making my weight go up and down. So I did have some self-confidence issues. Um, it would do some funny stuff with my skin, with my hair. Like I just never knew from one point to another what size I'm going to be in today. Right. And so when you align yourself and understand your seed, my seed needed peace. Mm. My seed needed a new pace of life. My seed was screaming, let me rest. I have been fighting for so long in my life. I have been fighting to overcome, as I told you, my mother died on my birthday. 2008 so I'm fighting that I never even gave myself a chance to feel that because I had to keep going I had a, a sister she was 10 I had my son he was young and so it was just like keep going so I had this hurry up keep going hurry up keep going life and my internal started to match my external because hyperthyroid means everything is hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up right I didn't even know how to slow down because my external was just, woo, oh, oh my goodness, oh, oh. It felt like the rug was constantly being pulled from underneath me. And it was getting to a point that I was almost expecting it. So I called you as fast as I could, especially now that I hear myself giving this testimony, because this is even amazing. God does amazing things when you just let him use you. Please make sure that you are purposely planting your seed. Please be more selective in the soil that you allow yourself to be in. Because at some point, external does become internal. And sometimes vice versa. But I want this conversation to be thought-provoking. I want, because recognition is the first step to change anything. And I want this to be your first step. So please, when we hang up this phone, can you really identify what is it that my seed needs and what is it that the soil right now is not giving it? Can you do that? I want you to dig extremely deep for this because it's important. This is your life. I don't want you to live your entire life to see at the end, man, it took for me to get sick to get some rest in a hospital bed. You see what I'm saying? What is it that you need? Are you an extrovert? Are you feeding that extrovert in you? Are you going out on, on outings? You know, because, you know, you get cabin fever. What Are you feeding that? If you're an introvert, are you giving yourself time to just and recharge? Or is it, mommy, mommy, job, job. Are you, is, or do you have so many commitments that you, ha you need to pencil in time to just use the bathroom? It's just so busy. Please reevaluate your seed. Please identify the soils that you're currently planted in. 
and most importantly, please make a change. Please, you owe it to yourself to give you what you need. Yeah, I like this. This was actually amazing. And as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. This was excellent. Now I want to look up about the rest of the seeds and stuff. But listen, you go ahead and identify your seed. I'm sure that God gave you some instructions. I want you to go ahead and, and really, really hone in on that because it means a lot to me to see you at your fullest potential. It does. And I mean that from the very bottom of my heart, truly and truly. But you go ahead. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to hold you. I got to go drink the rest of my water. All right. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Later.